Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Who You Loving with me, Corey Dilliston. And me, Rachel Campbell. This week we're talking about rising ground culture, notions and is ignorance bliss Pregnancy, blogging, and oversharing. Who you loving? By Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. Is that us? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. Like, so we are all hyped today because um, we're actually recording in person, like real time. First time we've seen each other. First time we've seen each other over six months. It's like nine months. Awful. Like literally, we could have had a baby <laughs> in that time, and of course, everything has gone wrong. But it's fine. Everything's fine. It's not very. That's not a very positive start to the show at all. Um, we're gonna go for dinner and drinks after, so well, uh, we have that to look forward to. Um, how are things at you, Corey? Yeah, all good. I mean, you can definitely tell that you're the one that does the most hard work with the audio production because I'm just like laughing and you're like, ah, here we are. Um, can't believe it. It's like, I just want it to be plain sailing and it just never is for us. But um, like we're right winges right off the top of the show. Welcome to the show. Just get it out of the system and then it's all rainbows and butterflies then. Um, how are things with you? Not too bad, yeah, no, I can't complain, that's what I said, I'm fine, everything's grand, uh, we're allowed out, the sun's shining, uh, all good, all good, had some really good books, podcasts and shows this week. Well, you're in the right place, um, will we get stuck in then? Yeah, absolutely, what do you want to start with? Do you want to go books first? Is that all right? Does that sit your... Okay, tell us what Tell us what you've been reading. You're too excited. Go you first. So I was reading American Dirt. You actually read it. Oh, yes. By Jeanine Commons or Jeanine Commons. Jeanine. Um, you can tell which one of us did our homework for this podcast. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, yeah, so I read American Dirt. Uh, it's now two weeks ago. I finished it a while ago now. Um, and I thought it was brilliant. I don't yeah. think... I don't think you could not think it was brilliant. It was one of those ones, wasn't it? Um, so you obviously read it a while ago. Yeah, I think it's the end of last year. I borrowed it off a friend. Um, a secret friend. A secret friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, I finished it. So basically the story is about um, a family in Mexico um, and the father of the family is a um, journalist and for that reason, becomes a target for the gangs in Mexico. Um, so lots of stuff happens right off the bat, like at the very, very start, very dramatic. And basically the journalist's wife and son flee um, and they're trying to get to, I can't remember where it is they're going, somewhere in America to meet her brother. Her brother is, it lives in America. Um, so, but they have to, because they have to do it covertly because they don't want the gangs to know that they're on the move. And um, it's just, it's very, very good. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really, 
I feel like probably, and I know anyone listening to this who actually has a clue what's going on around them in the world, will be like, how do you not know that? But like for me, so they kept referring to, you're going to support Corey. I didn't know that was a real thing. Yeah. But Corey speaks Spanish. I don't, so I'm not even going to try. But yeah, so like the beast is obviously what it is. And it's this big train that they all climb on top of to get into the United States. And I just, I because they were describing it. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I was like, that's wild. So then I Googled what it looked like and what all these people on top of this train looked like. And I was like, that's crazy that that is happening every single day. And I know, like, I'm probably very undereducated and and not, you know, should have more awareness of that because it is happening every day. But my God, it was crazy, crazy. And the descriptions of the stuff that they go through, which was obviously so well-researched by the writer. That is keep going actually sorry but that is definitely something that I picked up on a lot like really I don't know if it was just really graphic but I remember reading it not being particularly like oh my god this is the best book I've ever read but I remember after I finished it I had dreams about the characters like I had dreams about their fate because it like stayed with me like subconsciously or something things like even the way they would describe so obviously you've got um gosh if i can remember both there so the little boy is luca yes and the mom is lydia. lydia um and so they describe like lydia using like a belt to tie luca to her when they're on this train so he doesn't fall off because he's only like eight or something he's only very young and you're just like, that is crazy. And people, like, obviously, because in the in the book, you're introduced to Lydia. And Lydia's actually quite, she owns a bookshop. She's very well read. Her husband's a journalist. So she's, you know, like, got pretty fluent English of a certain social class or whatever. But, like, so things probably were a little bit easier for the protagonist in this book compared to a lot of people who were trying to escape from, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. You don't. I just don't think. Well, to be fair, I don't think we hear about it enough in our news and our. Unless you went looking for that information. Yeah, it's. It's not something that's reported on here at all. No, that's. We we'll probably have lots of educated people writing in and being like, "Uh, yes, it is, <laughs> you idiot." <laughs> but. I like. I think it's fair enough. Um, in what you're saying, and I'm actually looking up right now. I remember before I read that book, hearing that it was because it was um an oprah winfrey pick for her book club was it and i remember reading that there was some backlash about it i don't know anything about the author but the um, like when when you google controversy like there are a fair few articles coming up um but the gist of it or the gist of one of the articles i read now was that it was like stereotypical basically oh mexicans fleeing to to the land of the free or whatever and now like if if you look up american their controversy there's loads here on like the guardian buzzfeed la times new york times so that's interesting and do you know why i think that's interesting so what happened was i had actually i always come on here and tell blatant lies and say yes i read that book 
long time I've listened to the book, okay? I like people to read me stories. I'm a very busy lady. So sometimes I listen to, to my book of the week. So with this one, I listened to it. And because I listened to it, Audible then sent me all these, um, you know, this, you might like this book, you might like this book. And another one of her books came up, which was set, as in, it's if there's two timelines, one's modern day, the other one's set during the Irish famine. Oh. Right? And my first reaction as an Irish person, and I assume, and I'm not comparing, obviously things are so, they're two totally different struggles, but my first reaction was, what qualifies her to write about the famine? She's well, American. And that's probably what the, those people who yeah, struggle so much. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, the problem with American dirt, and no, it's not that the author's white. You know, like, that's, that's just a snippet from one of the many articles, and I know it's who you're loving, and we're not supposed to be negative, but I remember hearing that before I read the book. And it was only then when I heard a few more people talk about reading the book and how good it was that I actually picked up the book. You know, I saw the controversy first. And again, this is me like probably paraphrasing and summarizing and leaving out a lot of stuff that I didn't read about it. But just, you know, oh, controversial because it's inaccurate or it's misrepresentation or whatever. Um, But that doesn't really take away from, you know, it's, the content and the writing and the yeah you know so credit where credit's due i suppose and like to to confirm what the author's link was to ireland it's basically she i think she lived in belfast for a few years well yeah but at least she has there is a link there whereas like i kind of thought is this girl sitting in america writing about the irish famine with like absolutely no kind of yeah I was going to say first-hand experience. How would she first-hand experience unless she's from the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I can kind of see the controversy. But I did think, I so to go back to who you love and on positivity, so negative. We started this podcast Let's Get so it back negative. on brand. Um, you know, I did think it was a very well-written book. I thought it was, you know, and the characters were, you know, so multidimensional and so interest as you said you were having dreams about them like it's you know they feel like real people mm-hmm. definitely yeah no I, I really enjoyed it so I'm, I'm kind of sad to hear that it was controversial and you know and I obviously don't want to take away from anyone's um you know anyone who has more kind of is closer to the experience um their you know their feelings towards it but equally I, I did think it was a very well-written book and it did maybe you know serves the purpose of of raising awareness which is terrible that it should have to like I feel people should probably have known about this but I didn't know I knew I knew that there's serious issues in America with border control and not allowing people into the country and all of that and the whole Donald Trump build a wall I knew all about all of that but I did not know about hopping on trains and how many people some parts of it are really like shocking to the core like the wee girls God, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, to summarise, excellent book, very well written, great characterisation, and also to a point educational as well, like, Mm -hmm. as in, you will learn from it, you might even learn some Spanish, (laughs) um, what were you reading this week, Corey? So, I was reading, um, something, I've been looking forward to reading it in a while, it's only recently out. It's called Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. 
Grace Beverly is famous famous quote unquote um what I know her from, sorry, is she does um like gym stuff. So she's I'd say I'd say a class or an influencer. She has two businesses. She's like twenty three or something. Um one of her businesses like I first heard of her through a friend of ours had the resistance bands. Grace great what is it, what was it fit by grace or grace fit grace fit uk i think she started as it's now rebranded as shreddy and then she also does sustainable gym wear called tala but anyway this book is all about her guide um for because she started these businesses while she was doing a degree in oxford um and all the rest but it's i don't want to say manual but it is like a practical you know she's done a lot of promoting on in advance on her social media and like snippets here and there and I was like oh my god this sounds interesting blah blah and it is like sort of like a blend of a philosophical and a practical guide to productivity and it's I think it's just so interesting to hear her perspective and sometimes hear things that you think are not collective like you think is or just yourself so like like on my job we do have a lot of sort of well we've got maybe two main things that we need to do but it's sort of up to the individual to you know figure out their structure what works for them or how you get to the results so I think in that sense and maybe it's not applicable to everyone and she does reiterate that the whole way through she's like works for me might not work for you Obviously, she was like, it's different for me. I'm young. I have no responsibilities, really, other than my, you know, I don't have kids is what I'm trying to say. No, you know, stuff like that. You know, everyone's circumstances are different. She is. She reiterates that the whole way. Because I was like, oh, is this going to be like a bit privileged girl writes about her success? And that's definitely not what it is at all. Like, it's practical and it's applicable across the board sort of thing. You know, she talks a lot about this millennial gen z um approach to work and the the what she calls hustle porn um and how it's all about productivity and a lot of it is something i saw actually in a tweet or an instagram post by pandora sykes as well which is that productivity has no moral standing but yet productivity we now well i know i can only speak for myself and people i follow or whatever but productivity can be presented on social media as this like amazing thing that you're doing or like you know if you have to be productive to be uh-huh I feel like yes productivity right. has no moral standing but also I think a lot of people would consider the opposite of productivity as laziness right and then and that obviously has a moral standing it's that you know so so this is something what she what she tries to debunk like she's like you know how working hard and hardly working it's a balance of both and all and like she goes into like self-care which is obviously quite like a popular concept I would say is there a focus on kind of physical health and working out or anything no like it's it's definitely more directed to like your day-to-day business like your day-to-day role so like businesswoman businesswoman yeah definitely a more entrepreneurial than like fitness um right you know it definitely comes in it's it's more about like like she's like don't start your day off with admin admin can like lead you down a 
rabbit hole and like blah blah you'll be doing admin for art she's like you know just ways to like structure your day things to try and she talks about this sort of and it sort of ties into some of the things I thought of that we were speaking about in the last episode about like you know finding your dream or your passion or working you know towards that she was like you know is that realistic she's like to, and she talk, call, calls it or maybe it is called and I just didn't know self-actualizing so like we shouldn't be working towards this one big massive like fulfillment we should be doing things that are realizing and fulfilling on an everyday basis and she calls these micro passions so she's like really in an ideal world you're, you're filling up your day with little things that you enjoy doing or micro passions and, and these are going to make your day run smoother or end up ultimately more productive um and there's loads like i do have a few excerpts oh we got cool um, i do yeah I we're took, back t- at live took a few <laughs> took a few screenshots here now um but i just thought there there was loads of like takeaways from it you know she talks about discipline and habit and routine and how that sort of trumps motivation and you know discipline needs to be there when motivation isn't there and and then she talks about oh here let me just actually find these quotes because I don't want to do an injustice um yeah so why do we attach some sort of moral superiority to following one big passion rather than accepting the fact that this often is not realistic um and also not what many people actually want to do with their lives so you know basically you know some people just want to work and have the financial freedom to do the things they like outside you know your five to nine as well as your nine to five sort of thing um and just really enter there's one thing that she, oh yes she talks about then like um you know you've got your micro passions and then she's like you've got your deep work and your flow and your when your concentration's at its peak and she's like you know you need to accept that that will have its limit and it's okay to then go off track or you know to go and have your lunch or whatever like just you don't need to you know like burnout is not a positive thing you know yeah exactly um and then she talks about you know because she did have brief experience in the corporate world like I think when she just graduated maybe she went into a big firm which she talks about openly here um and you know she talks about some of the the cultures and the, and the way things were there um and how that's sort of led her to have a different perspective on it she talks about creative uniqueness um and this is the idea that our uniqueness is our creative power because we are all unique we can automatically differentiate our approach to a task resulting in what can only be seen as a sort of creativity as a result of this uniqueness so that you know anything you turn your hand at isn't going to be the same as I turn my you know my so and how that is something that should be celebrated I suppose um you know she said it's it's twofold it makes you and your work more valuable because it can't be easily or originally replicated by someone else and then that feeling that you're valued so you're adding value to the workplace which will then in turn add satisfaction to your life sort of thing. And just, I don't want to get too airy-fairy, 
or live, laugh, you, love on you it. You enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was good, and, and it was, did it motivate you? Do you feel? Yeah, like, it, it actually did. <laughs> it actually did. Uh, maybe not this week because I'm still a wee bit like on bank holiday weekend mode. Uh, but um, oh, for the first, normally we don't like mention exactly when we're recording because it gives away the fact that it takes us. 10 days to put the podcast together but actually because of because we're recording live today um we're recording on tuesday and you'll be hearing this on saturday so hopefully we'll not date ourselves too badly this I know, week, hopefully is, not yeah um, but just like little like practical tips and it's like i think it also with when you know obviously i'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home some days so it's like Oh, like I can I can listen to a podcast yeah. for ten minutes if I want, or uh-huh, I can uh-huh. you know take a break to watch YouTube, or you know things like that. And it's like just it's I think it's just really refreshing um, to to read and to just put it in writing. I suppose that like I don't know I I just think it was it was really good, really interesting and unlike anything I've sort of read before and I wouldn't typically like if someone said I will read this business book I'd be like yeah yeah, yeah. No, thank you but do you know what would put me off and this is a terrible thing to say but because they're a fitness influencer it's like off the I, bat, I don't I want probably to be told her to be honest she actually doesn't mention exercise oh really it's like I don't want to be told that because I don't fit the gym as a priority into my schedule no like it's not like that at all it's not like oh you need to be doing this you need to be doing that uh-huh. it's like it's more for your like professional career balancing that with and incorporating things that you enjoy I suppose into that and fun fact I actually so do you remember you and I spoke before about like when we message um celebrities sometimes (laughs) on Instagram right so I messaged her on Instagram like not even drunk just messaged her being like hi Grace just like she's really likable as well like I do like I do really like her and I I like her content and she doesn't post like fitness content on her personal page that she has on her business page. which i like keeping yeah, that separate yeah. it's almost like um do you know zoella know do you follow not. zoella i don't know okay so zoella has now separated from the brand so she she was zoella when she was like a teenager or whatever it was like zoella was the, the youtube channel or whatever but now if you want it you can follow zoella and zoella has i, I need to stop saying that it's like a you know like a what's called tongue twister um but it it's kind of grown as a brand, so it's now aimed at people our age, mm-hmm. which is great. So you can follow that as a page, but then also you can follow Zoe Sugg, and that's a totally separate thing. I'm for that. I'm and, all for that. Well, this is the thing, and that's what she said as well, like that, you know, she's a separate entity from her brand, so if you want to follow the brand, great, but otherwise, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. I totally get that, and I respect that, like, you know, because you shouldn't be totally, same as any job, like, I always think this is like, probably a controversial opinion i think i've said this to you before but you know when people have in their like instagram bio or in their like whatever like in their twitter bio or whatever their job if it's not fair enough like if you're like a doctor i'm saying this based off people i know that are that work in medicine and would retweet content that's relevant to medicine that's totally fair but see if you're like i don't know like if you're like a chef but that's not relevant to your tweets at all. You don't tweet about food. Why are you putting that in your bio? <laughs> like chef at 
share Rachel like why are you putting that in there like that's nothing to, <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's like so your whole life like your whole everything about you then is to do with your I kind of feel like you've nothing else going on in your life oh. is that right that's really bad isn't it but I kind of feel like like because I would never surely your bio should be almost like a preview of your page or like yeah so, exactly you know, if, your, if your bio says chef I'm expected to see pictures see of food yes yeah. exactly so like for me like I'm not going to put office manager <laughs> right because nobody cares like what am I going to do put up tips about how to be an office manager no I'm not like I don't put that do you know what I mean yeah. and like it doesn't make it unless as you said if it's not relevant to the content then it just what what it says to me is the only thing in my life is my job Right, and like yeah. fair enough if that is the only thing and you're so career focused on that that's brilliant fair play but then I would like to see the content that matches I don't yeah. want to like oh I'm a freaking I don't know primary school teacher and all the pictures are just like you going out at the weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I don't know anything in my bio but um, no I know what you mean for sure no Grace Beverly does have it all separate which is I, I think that's why he's probably um in this day and age but I tweeted or I DM'd her on Instagram and I'd been like hey you're probably not going to see this you probably get loads of these and she put it on her story no way yeah, got got you famous gal um so Rita if you're in any way inclined to those sort of books I think I think it's interesting and I think it's an insight into the modern workplace um and maybe you know if it's it's not going to be relevant for everyone of course and that's something that she reiterates a lot along the way but um, I enjoyed it I was looking forward to reading it for ages and it did not disappoint well you've influenced me because I actually think it sounds really good and I'll probably give it a wee give it a wee read what have you been watching so I have been watching I am going to get this title wrong uh oh and then my sister's going to sign me off hold on I'm going to google it because I got it wrong Whenever we were, so we were looking it up, um, and uh, I said to to Jess, I was like, oh, do, have you heard of this show? Oh God, I have no internet. I can't even look it up. Um, <laughs> so I was like, have you heard of this show? It's called Women Who Kill Their Husbands, or Why Women Kill Their Husbands. And Jess goes, uh, no. And then I was like, oh, I'll look it up here. And it wasn't called that. It was called, why? I think it's called Why Women Kill. Nothing to do with husbands. Okay. I think why Women a, Kill is why, coming up as, yeah, a, as a show. As an actual legit show. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the idea behind the show, it's, it's very good. So I only, we watched like four episodes of it. Basically, so you start off, there's a house. Big, big, like kind of mansion, like what we would call it a mansion here, but you know the way in America their houses are bigger. But um, and Jennifer Goodwin is the lead character, and well, there's a few because there's several timelines. So Jennifer Goodwin is she was in he's just not that into you, right? Uh-huh. I didn't recognize her there when I googled her. And right. she's also in if anyone ever watched once once upon a time, um, which is like a an adult show but it's used Disney characters so it's a whole if you're a re- if you're a Disney adult you probably watched it um but so they're it's set in I think it's 1963 or whatever this house this mansion has just been built and they're moving into it you know she's moving in she's all biz and she's moving in with her husband or whatever um and you kind of get the idea that she's a very kind of stereotypically kind of 
50s housewife. So she moves in and across the street from this lady who's like Italian American and wears like leggings and a wee cute, like she's very 60s. And then you see Jennifer Goodwin, she's wearing this like A line, very Sandra D look. And um, so she's obviously very loyal, dedicated to her husband. Um, and then we flash forward to the same house in the 80s and Lucy Liu is playing the, the wife and she's living a very glamorous life with her husband. They love throwing parties. They don't have any kids. Very like fun 80s vibes in that house. And then we fast forward again to present day and we've got a couple who are in an open marriage um, and they're, and the girl who's in it, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's, she's actually, I think she's in Cru- the new Cruella movie as well, so she's kind of up and coming, unless I'm totally wrong, and she's very much already there. <laughs> but I think she's quite like, as in I've seen her a lot recently, right. so I think she's kind of having her big break. Um, and so, you know, we kind of see these three couples, and they're all experiencing difficulties on different levels and I think it's in the first episode they give it away so we'll not like I'm it's no spoilers but you'll see that in I think the end of the first episode you discover that someone has been murdered from each timeline but we don't know who and we don't know how and we don't know who the murderer was or whatever um and it's very kind of desperate housewives vibes and I think I said that about a different show as well any show that's like a comedy murder mystery to me is desperate housewives vibes um but very, very funny, um, just just very, very good. And I really enjoy the swapping between timelines yeah. as well. Like, and very, like, well-written, just, like, and a good, brilliant cast as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely give, give that a wee watch. Um, I really enjoy it. Where are you it. watching that? So you can get it, I think. We were watching it on Prime, but, and I don't, it's not included in Prime, you pay for it. But you can also watch, I think it's on... Um, all four, I think, uh-huh. and it's also on Sky. I think it's on lots. It's on lots of places. And TG Cahir in the side. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> Jess looked it up. Because I was like, God, I, I think I'll mention this in the podcast. So just check like all the places you can get it. And she's a TG Cahir. I was like, Oh right, as you do. But no, it's definitely, definitely worth a wee watch. Like honestly, I'm very like light. Like still, uh, like we watched like four episodes on a Friday evening. Like it wasn't, you know, it was easy to consume. Um, but yeah, very good. Really enjoyed it. Sounds good. It sounds interesting for sure. What were you watching? So I've been watching uh, Mare of Easttown. I've heard about it. Kate yeah, Winslet. Kate Winslet. Uh-huh. What a woman. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so she is obviously the main girl. She's a detective. And she it's set in like a small town in Pennsylvania and it's I mean she's a detective so she's investigating a crime um I pitched it to my friend the other night don't think I sold her on it but I said it was like broad church crossed with 13 reasons crossed with three billboards outside Ebbing outside Ebbing Missouri so broad church Broadchurch because of the small town vibes you see one person in the shop and they turn out to be this person's cousin or this person's uncle and then that their milkman is her husband and you know all interconnected all the characters uh you know no character is worth ignoring sort of thing everyone is there for a reason and has some sort of connection you know everyone knows who Mayor is she's 
obviously held in high regard in her job, um, haunted a wee bit by an old investigation, but trying to fully put her time and effort into this new one. A lot, a lot about her personal life as well. You know, at the start, she's these. You can see she has like quite like volatile relationships with everyone. You know, she lives with her mother, um, and there are a few other family members, and I'm trying to like not give away too much. Um, and then you know her, you do see because I only finished it last night. Kate ones up from the first episode, and Kate ones up from this last episode. You see, you know, she obviously goes on a personal journey um, and the case obviously comes to a close as well. So Broadchurch, because of the small town vibes, 13 reasons then, because there's, I mean, it, that might be a bit of a stretch, like, but there is a, a, a plot there with that sort of age grip. Um, and then again, the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri just came to my head because there's like a mother there who um I never watched that either. No, it's it's just about a mother with missing daughter and she's like, You haven't found my daughter. Police aren't doing their work to find my daughter, blah blah blah. Um so I don't think that really is a spoiler because it all comes out in the first first ep anyway. Um but it's just I think it's so good. Like I think Kate Winslet is brilliant. I've in heard it. really good things. It's yeah, it's uh-huh. so it's on Sky Atlantic, is uh-huh. it? It's on Sky Now TV. Um and I think there's seven episodes in total, so it just finished last night. Um they're about like an hour ish each. Um and I mean it's it's hard to talk about in great depth without giving anything away. But I think she's brilliant in it. She's getting rave reviews for it. Um and I loved Broadchurch, so like that's it's similar that it's the small town, the the local, and she's just she's class in it. And I haven't seen her in anything in years, really. In years, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think I watched her during lockdown one point We watched what was it called Contagion or something? It basically it's about like a super freaking virus cutting through everybody in the whole world Um, and she was like a scientist in it and I think that's kind of a similar it was a similar role from what I can see from the images I haven't obviously watched Mayor of East Time but um, it was um, you know she's like like you know what's the word like gritty like dark a bit more like it was you know different from obviously Titanic or like, yeah, or like the, the holiday, holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um I also I remember seeing when when it, it first came out they did re- a really cool publicity package on that you know no um yeah so they you know they obviously they send out things to like influencers and a lot of time it's a bit naff but with that they sent out this it was all branded with like East Town or whatever like logos and stuff so it looked like it was her bag and I think it had like a sweater and a cap or whatever like other stuff as well but then inside it had all her favourite like snacks and products so like beer that she would yeah she's always drinking a beer yeah yeah. yeah. so I thought that was cool so and it's there are bits of it as well it's really funny like her her mum is in it and she's at their relationship is quite funny you know and then there's parts of it then that are really like soft as well. Like her mom, like one of the things that stood out to me was about last night's episode. There's a part where her mom was like, "You know, I, I wish, I wish you'd just forgive yourself." And like normally they're at like loggerheads, like fighting with each other, slagging each other, blah blah blah. And then 
really like heartwarming bits as well. So there's um there's lots in it and lots of different dynamics, you know, and relationships explored. And I mean, I didn't see the ending coming at all. You know, you know, it's never going to be straightforward these sort of shows. Um, but I was sort of caught off guard and surprised. But so it was just talking about that with a guy saying, "Mark, I didn't even think about it. I don't like it. Does seem to be closed." Um, and I think he said that he's heard that there isn't going to be a second season. But it's one of those things where surely they could just have a new case for a new season. Yeah. You know, if it is but so maybe successful. If it is very, yeah, but sometimes it's always very good just leave just it alone. let it be. Yeah. Do you know, we got, I got Kona, our friend Kona, text me last week. Or was it in the group chat? Yeah, it was in the group. Being like, what do you, you mean crazy? you don't watch yeah. the finale when you don't like what you've heard about it? Uh, yeah, that's and that's also how I feel about when a show just let, really good. Yeah, just let it let it finish yeah. on a high let sort of thing. Because people are like, oh no, but it would be really cool. It's like friends, isn't season. it? It's like that's it. Yeah, Everyone yeah. ends up yeah. happy ever after. Um, very good. And what were you list? I know what you're listening to this week. So it was your looking forward oh, to. Oh, my looking forward to yeah, Elizabeth Day's How to Fail. I did. It, so it came out in like 2018. She's now on series 11. Which I was like, whoa. Um, and I didn't did just listen to it when it first came out. Episodes, so um, I actually didn't. I, um, <laughs> I was like, sort of like, where do I start? Because it's like any sort of interviewee podcast. It's like, you know, she's a range of celebrity guests. Um, so I started with one that stood out. And it was um, like a listener special where you share stories about people are sharing stories about COVID. So it's actually from April 2020. Uh, and it's not the typical format. So the typical format is celebrity comes on and I ask you about your three greatest failures and we talk about them and unpack all that. Whereas this listener special was um now again April 2020, what was that one month into lockdown? Um tell me your stories, tell me your struggles tell me what's going on with the public and it's like I always do think like you know shouldn't be can't, don't have anything to complain about have a job to go to have the luxury of being able to work from home blah 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 you know and and it's really so evident as well in this podcast like you ever like be like oh I want to watch something because I just want I want I need something to make me cry I need to have we cry listening to this episode will do that to you like you're hearing of like people on the front line people who have lost loved ones people who have had their own struggles like just like oh you know my sister works on the front line and I'm trying to help her because I can see her struggling mentally and blah 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 and like I my cousin can't do this or my mum can't do that and it's just like wow like these are real people who listen to her podcast every week and who have you know like nhs workers and it it would bring a tear to your eye like it was very very emotional um and it was just like i don't know i because i remember listening to her, her some of her older episodes of that and i forgot like she's so like like she is like a professional podcaster like the way she speaks is so like like a narrator but the most recent one, and the one I did listen to as well, almost uh, a seasoned mentionee on the show, Norton. Mr. Graham Norton. I listened to it this week as well. Hit! Yeah. Oh, let's go then. So good. Loved um, it. Big I, fan of his anyway, to be fair. I do. I really like him. And he comes across very genuine. I think people don't think that about Graham Norton. 
but he, I think he comes across very genuine. Mm. Like, I think that is actually the way he is. Um, and I really enjoyed, there were two bits that I Oh, I know enjoyed. what, things are definitely going to be same. <laughs> I know what it's definitely going to be anyway. One was, well, you, you definitely yeah. the same. But I'll start with the one that isn't the same, I don't think. Or, you know, I was really shocked to find out about his near death At 25, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh my God, that blew my mind. I was like, that's wild. Like he literally, and like even the way it was, he's very funny talking about it. And so cavalier that. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was mad. So obviously we'll let you listen to the episode, but basically um, he was living in London at the time and he got stabbed on the street. just After getting a KFC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and was like proper pouring blood and everything, like was on the way out wild um and I was even thinking and maybe this isn't even a very nice thought to have but I, I was thinking because that would have been before he made a big in London in the 80s as a quite openly gay man and he said about when he felt like he actually was going to die and he said to the the woman who found him on the street will you hold my hand yeah. and she hesitated and I kind of thought I wonder, was that hesitation coming from somewhere bigger than just, I don't know this person? Yeah, um, so Which is awful to think, you know, just, it's, it was, because I watched, and I don't think I ever talked about it in the podcast, but It's a Sin, which, um, I because I watched it, I think, a few months before we started which the podcast. Which was in the oh, 80s God. in London, right? It was yeah. such a good show. Brilliant show. Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember texting you about it. No, we did. We uh, did, we did. Did we text about uh, it? Um... It's one of the very few. I don't really cry at TV. And so powerful. I bawled my eyes out at that show. The finale of that show, I cried. And I mean, I ugly cried. <laughs> like, wet face, like, all puffy, horrendous. Went up to Connor. He was like, what is wrong with you? It was so sad. Like, I just, I, that show really got me. But yeah, that bit. And then I know. So what was your what was your two points? So I, I, I really liked, that were, I thought it was really interesting when she was asking him about, um, you know, his experience on the Graham Norton show. And that, you know, the sofa and like, you know, she was like, do people ever get like diva-ish about who sits where? And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, I give people time in equal measure. He's like, what happens in the editing room that's not really my involvement sort of thing and she was like they were talking about like um publicists being annoyed that they didn't get to sit beside him or something I was like and he's like I don't know why on earth anyone would care about that or he was like he was like if anything he was like I think the less established celebrities could benefit more from sitting beside me and having you know a hand to hold if needed um Whereas he was saying, like, some of the bigger stars would be, like, they are entitled to sit beside him sort of thing. Like, I'd never, like, every time I watch that now, I'm going to be thinking of, like, who's sitting where. I never would cop that at all as being a thing. Um, And then the shared point that we both probably noted was him talking about everybody haven't, should have to do years of service in hospitality. Yeah. Um, Which, like, yeah. So good. I thought that was so good. And, like not not like a massive revelation for the likes of you and I who have done it but you know for other people you know he's like the one part that I thought really stood out because I was only talking about it very recently is like he he started working when he was 21 in a restaurant and he was like they were like they used to look at someone who was 27 and working there and be like oh gosh like what what did you do wrong sort of thing like with pity he, he admits that with pity 
Um, and then he, but he said himself he ended up being there for like eight years. Um, and that the life skills that it teaches you, um, which I'm sure me and you would agree with, um, and how I thought it was just you know interesting. He said like he said it's like a dance between the waiter and the table and all that, and um, especially how you treat your waiter will directly impact. Uh-huh. And then he also said about the people that come in with the bad attitude and the fact that, like, you're never going to be well a bad night in the existence. Like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, and I don't even believe in that because obviously that whole, um, you know, the power of, um, what is that called? When you put something out in the universe. Manifestation. Manifestation. Um, and he was like, I don't even believe in that, but equally, like, you get the impression that these people wouldn't have a good time no matter where they are yeah. or what's happening. Um, no, I really, really enjoyed it. And even when he was like, so Elizabeth Day obviously was like, oh yeah, I used to do waitering as well or whatever. And she's like, I'm sure you're a generous tipper now. And he was like, oh yeah, 100% I am. He was like, and I also carry cash for tips, which is so true because sometimes when you put it in the card machine, you don't know where it goes. I always ask them discreetly without, like when the, there's no manager and I would say, see if I put this tip on card, will you get it? And most of the time they say, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then other times they kind of maybe go, oh, well, you know, it gets shared out or something. Uh, and then you're like, right, okay, so I need to get money out then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, so good. I thought his episode was really good. Uh-huh. There's there's so many, like, see when I saw 11 seasons, I was like, cheapers. Um, but I thought that COVID one was like, you know, just stupid stuff from like things, just things, like I always be like, Okay, like even at the start of COVID, like right, I'm lucky I have a job to go to. You know, people are being furloughed, people are being laid off, blah blah blah. And then you hear of like people real struggles and like put in about like their fertility issues and like loss and grief and it's just like oh, it it will make you cry. Like if you need something to listen to to cry, then <laughs> if you shut the tears, <laughs> like sometimes. You do um, what about you? What have you listened to? Um, so I listened to. It feels like ages ago too. So that podcast came out, Armchair Expert, with Doc Shepherd. Did you hear about this? Um, so you know the way Prince Harry is doing that um, that series with Oprah? Mm-hmm. Right, so pre this, it was almost like publicity for the series. Um, he did an interview with Doc Shepherd, the actor mm-hmm. who's married to Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doc Shepherd has this podcast called Armchair Expert. And basically... He himself has been through, he's had an awful, he had had a really hard time kind of growing up. And then as he got more famous, he kind of fell into drugs and alcohol abuse and things like that. So he himself has been through quite a lot of therapy and kind of uh, self-healing. And, you know, he, he, and I find that people that have either done that or either gone to therapy or not necessarily gone to therapy, but have kind of educated themselves on psychology and stuff like that um tend to have a lot of wisdom and like have a real like awareness of the world around them and I love that like I just want to soak it up in like a sponge (laughs) so um and he so he takes celebrities in and he interviews them and it's basically armchair experts so he's it's almost like a psychiatry session or like a psychology which is which is a psychiatry yeah psychiatry not psychology um 
session and they kind of talk through, you know, what shaped them and why they felt the way they did at that point and things like that. So they kind of break down their thoughts about things. So Prince Harry goes on and he's talking about everything that he has already obviously spoken about and everything that was going on. Um, but it was really interesting. It was interesting to hear him talk in such a candid way. It was very, it was even less formal than the Oprah interview. It was very kind of... And it's just Prince Harry by himself. Megan's just Prince not Harry. there. Yeah. Um, very interesting, really enjoyed it. But then I also listened to an episode um, with Amy Poehler in it, mm. um, who was kind of the star. She was in, obviously, um, what do you call it? Saturday Night Live. And then she was in Parks and Rec and um, loads of films with Tina Fey and stuff. Yeah. But um, she, well, they were talking on it and they're quite close because they've done movies and stuff before together. And there was an interesting bit, and I it's just struck a chord with me, but um about how when Dax obviously has the awareness now because he's been through all of you know all of the help that he has had, that when he feels particularly emotionally charged about something, um say in a row with his wife or whatever, he like excuse himself. So which is something that I'm trying my best to do. <laughs> and I think I'm getting better at. Like I feel like whenever I feel that I'm over emotional about something I'll just remove myself from the situation yeah. and revisit it and yeah. I feel like if more people in this world did that we'd have less nonsense like actively practicing self-awareness yeah. and not being reactive to everything and emotion yeah uh, you know um, yeah. and I think definitely in your relationship it's so helpful because that's what I would do that God, I'll embarrass Connor because it's not really but that's I would say you know to Connor I would be like look I feel this way about it so I can't talk about it right now but I'll revisit it later yeah. I've had enough of this so I will talk to you about it at a different time kind of thing and yeah, rather than scrapping yeah. because it's hard like the thing is if somebody's constantly annoying you about one particular thing you will just turn around and snap at them and that's not healthy so anyway they were talking about that and, and he said you know I would excuse myself and I'll go to another room and then he was like but then I fall into this like pitfall of I'll go to the other room to think about how I feel about it and how to calm down and whatever and I'll think about all the things that other person should have done as well <laughs> <laughs> double edged sword like, yeah he was like so then I'll come back and I'm like I've calmed down but also this is what you should have done <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what it's about yeah. like that's not what you should be doing like that's not healthy at all um but I really enjoyed it like I thought it was very it's like interesting um to, I just love like little pearls of wisdom like yeah. that where it's like you know this is how you should be that's a good tip that you can take away and like practice right? exactly yeah and I think like because even like I was you know here over here people say in work or even like even in my social life like friends do this or you know family members or whatever that have done something and you go if you had just taken a breather like a time out like basically what you do yeah with sleep on it like but give yourself not even like you don't have because people say sleep on it and you're like oh i'm not sleeping i'm not having eight hours of stressing over this uh, but like say right okay i need to calm down for a moment and i'll come back to you on that or you know this isn't i'm not feeling in a good headspace to talk about this so just and it might be a bit airy fairy hollywood but you know what it works so, and the Hollywood people look very happy with their shiny teeth. So, um, so maybe we should be listening to them a bit more. Plus, they're Hollywood people. They're like millionaires. They can pay for the best therapy. So. No, I, I definitely think it's anyone, like, is there anyone out there who doesn't react out of emotion? Like, we all, our, our emotions can sort of steer our reactions sometimes. And I think sometimes you do need to let the dust settle before just going 
awful and impulsive, and then having to come back and say, well, I'm apologizing for that because it wasn't fair because I shouldn't have snapped at you for this. Or, you know, I behaved unreasonably. Um, it's actually, sorry, this is just bringing me back to the Graham Norton podcast where I was really laughing when he was like, there's no wonder a dog is a man's best friend because men really are simple creatures. She was asking him, like, are your friends mostly female or what? Or something they were talking about. And he was like, women are much more nuanced and all. And he was like, dog's a man's best friend. They're both simple creatures. <laughs> So after all of that, all of the we've we've had a quite a serious moment of like therapy. Yeah. Um. Will we talk about our? We'll do our throwback of the week first. Sure. And then we'll talk about it quickly about a, a wee topic that we we have in mind. So throwback. So throwback of the week is what did we think was posh or was like rich people behavior when we were kids. That you can still think is rich people behaviour now, because I was thinking of something coming up the road, and I was like, I stick by that. Yeah. I was. <laughs> uh, when I think of ones, like, still the same. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. think those people are rich. Uh-huh. Or as they call it, if anyone has ever read the Ashling books, it's like a big thing in the South anyway, it's yeah. called something Notion. Notions. But it's a real, like, um, what do you call it? Oh my God, what a complete Ashling. Yeah. Everything's kind of notions if something's like as in you're carried away with yourself for doing that. Um, do you know one that I definitely stick by, and I slag Connor off for this all the time? So Connor would call um, the living room, the lounge, right? Which, like, is notions anyway. But what I was thinking about was the fact, you know, some people have a living room and a lounge. Like, they have a living room and a sitting room or whatever. So they have a living room for living in, and then a separate living room for, like, guests or occasions. Okay. Like, that to me is notions, and I stick by that. Like, yeah. why would you need two sitting rooms for it? Convert one into something else. Why do you need two sitting rooms? That's wild. Yeah, true. Like, That's definitely one for me. I would stick by that. Another thing on similar vibe, I don't know why I thought of this. Um, people who have ponds in their garden. Have ponds? Oh my god, that's so funny. No because I, I've just seen somebody. I just do you have a pond in your garden? No, not me. <laughs> I don't have a garden. Sorry. Has <laughs> something changed? Um, no, one of somebody I know has just bought a garden with a pond in it. But like, they worked really hard for that garden with the pond. So like, I'm not going to begrudge it. But yes, a little bit. But I don't like. I'm not a bitter little poor girl. I'm just saying, like, if you have a pot in your garden, and you're like, oh, you're loaded. You're posh. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I think, yeah, the whole well, I suppose the house thing is is quite a big one anyway, isn't uh-huh. it? You know, depends. Owning on, a house. Yeah. But like, no, but you know what I mean. Like, I'll say, oh, if someone has a big house. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But pond and garden, I feel like it's uh-huh. because like surely that takes like maintenance and stuff uh-huh. as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Branded food was a big one for us. Right. And then if they had like actual Coke, actual Fanta, oh, not Lidl Coke right. and Fanta, yeah. that would have been like... Yeah, yeah, right. I know what you mean though. Like, the, like rather than generic. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Um, I remember there was a girl that I went to primary school with and her parents would have been pretty well off, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a waterbed. Her mom and dad oh, had a water bed. Ahead of the times, no? I feel, like, no I feel like that's quite like, now it's quite passe, you know? Is it? No, this would have been in the late 90s, early 90s. So, but like, so it probably was right on trend at the time. But that's we so were fun. all like, 
of water there. Ooh. Yeah, that is fancy. <laughs> that is fancy. Like, that I still think fancy. that's fancy. To be honest, I used to think um, going out for a meal that wasn't dinner was for the other half. That was how the, how the other half Right. Lived. Similarly, when people got takeaway coffees. Oh, yeah. Fancy. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. We are never done going out for meals or going for takeaway coffees. Like, uh, we do that all the time. That is so true. But, yeah, like, I never thought about that Whenever I was, like, like, especially on TV and stuff, and they were, like, balancing coffee yeah. cups, you're like, ooh, fancy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so <laughs> Oh, I didn't realise you were a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I'm trying to think of some more. Uh, I remember girls that used to live in my estate, and like you would go um, to their houses sometimes, and like I don't know what maybe notions is the right word. I used to think it was so glamorous that their moms would have like a glass of wine with dinner. Oh, really? So, like my mom would drink at all. Yeah, yeah. Ever like still to this day doesn't really drink. Uh huh. I like. I just think, well, that's what the people on TV do, you know, like young you and like through your innocent childhood eyes. I definitely used to think that was pure glam, um, you know, that they would have wine and even stuff that I would still like. I remember one time one of my friend's mom hosted like their family friend's daughter's wedding reception in their backyard. Oh, right. That's fancy. Wow, fancy. Like, that is really fancy. Like, we, they live in my estate. Like our estate uh-huh. isn't fancy, but they, I was like, Oh my god, you have garden uh-huh. parties like dinner parties is one thing. Garden parties, yeah, wow, so fancy, fancy. Um, and even dinner parties, I would have said were I thought were. I still think fancy. dinner parties are fancy. Yeah, true. I think they're like grown up. Uh huh. They're definitely sure. like I feel like maybe more grown up than us. Yeah, we're not there yet. No, that's okay. I wish we were, but I'm just not. I'm not. Like I would rather just order food in. Yeah. Which speaking of, I was just thinking like. Do you know in like movies and stuff when like they have a slumber party and they order loads of pizzas in for takeout? Yeah. I was like, oh, rich. Yeah, and then the maid would always clean up after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone with like a household aid, rich. Yeah, <laughs> anyone who has a nanny, a housekeeper, gardener. Um, gardener. <laughs> yeah, gardener. Someone who you pay ten or day every month yeah, to cut grass. Yeah, John from down the road who cuts the grass because he owns a lawnmower. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> Oh no, it's so funny though. A lot of there are a lot of things that I still like. I feel like even maybe like when I was in second, like brunch, I would have been like, oh, oh brunch is still. Whereas now I'm like, brunch, sign me up. Yeah, brunch, like literally, but it's still like, a treat. I obviously partake in brunch as much as possible. Obviously, not so much in the last like year, but like love a brunch. But I still think it's fancy. It's yeah. a treat. Oh, it's, it's a like afternoon treat. tea. Yeah. I love afternoon tea. I go for afternoon tea as much as I can possibly go for afternoon tea, which isn't super often. I mean, it's a few times a year maybe, but like even after, it's still fancy. Like yeah. it's a real treat. Or like going to the spa, it's still oh, fancy. Yeah. Like even though we can now do it because we have actual money. It's like, oh, I'm an adult. I can be trusted <laughs> with money. But like it's, you still know it's a treat, you know? For sure, for sure. Because you can't afford to do it every day. That's how you know it's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> so our topic for this week which we're going to very quickly cover um is is ignorance bliss pregnancy blogging and oversharing so obviously like a lot of bloggers especially the ones i follow i don't know whether this is like everybody but like for me a lot of the bloggers i follow at the minute are pregnant really there's like a wave of pregnancy yeah it's, cont- it's catching 
Locked um, down. Not, oh my god, that sounds like I'm implying I'm pregnant. Not pregnant. I feel like once you're like literally once you've been married, even actually the day after your wedding, I was literally like we were married. And again, I, the disclaimer is that I love my in-laws. Don't get me wrong. Like my in-laws are my favorite. I love them so much. But like we were only married like a wet week, and my mother-in-law was like, "Well, enjoy this time before you're tied down with the babies." <laughs> it's like, okay. Um. So disclaimer: not pregnant. Like the pressure of being married without children. Um. But uh, yeah. And I feel like because they're pregnant. I'm really in. I am interested in like what's going on with you. Like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You got morning sickness, as I would be if it was a friend. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I want to know about their life. But equally, like, oh, I don't know whether I need all this information. Too much. I think so. And it's the same on TikTok. I find it on TikTok as well, right. where people like tell you, "Don't tell me those. Don't tell I me the so. scary things." Um, just to play devil's advocate here because I do, I don't have TikTok on, but I think people think that they're doing you a favor. It's like, like empowering women. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. It shouldn't be, not that it's taboo, but uh-huh. like we want to bring a voice to this uh-huh. sort of thing or bring this to light. But like, did you not find, do you remember when you were like young, like when you were a kid and whatever, and you thought about like having kids, which obviously neither of us have done yet, but, or might not do it's our choice um but um and you kind of were always nervous about like the actual because people tell you about like having a baby scary obviously like the actual labor and delivery of having a baby is intense and scary and painful and whatever but now since like in the last few years i have discovered all the following things (laughs) so after you have the baby your hair all falls out so you don't shed hair for the whole time that you're pregnant. I'm probably going to get people right into me and be like, Rachel, that's not even true. You've just made up stuff. But this is what I've learned from the internet, okay? Unverified sources. Very reliable information. Right? But your hair... So basically, you don't shed hair the whole time you're pregnant, basically. So all your hair stays on your head the way... It, like, normally, obviously, you lose quite a lot of hair every day. And then after you have the baby, all of that extra hair falls out. So you've got, like, bald patches. You get this, like, baby fringe at the front, all of that. You can lose teeth, which is why you get free dental if you're under NHS care. So you get you can get free dental when you're pregnant and for the first year after you have a baby because you can literally lose your teeth. Like what? <laughs> um, really fun stuff about cesareans and we're not going to details, but like ripping and all of that stuff that can go on. Down but are people there, like actively like, blogging this? Being like. Hi guys, yes. just started the labour ward here. Well, no, not out of the, but they'll be like, one month later, right. my like birthing right. reaction or whatever, stuff like that. And I know it's my fault for watching things like that, but it's, it's kind of hard to avoid when that's, if they're people you follow, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like, as I said, a lot of the people I follow are like, at the minute they're pregnant, so they're telling me about how sick they are, mm-hmm. or so they're, they're sick, they could have a bad taste in their mouth, all the time like as in that's a symptom just have a bad taste in your mouth nice. all the time uh-huh you can feel like dizzy you can feel obviously exhausted all the time um upset stomach one way or the other so both like you could have your stomach doesn't know whether it's coming or going basically for nine months and like some people get relief for like 
the in between bit, like as in the, the second. So your first trimester is horrendous, your third trimester is pretty horrendous too. So people sometimes get a bit of relief in the second trimester. But is it any wonder? Like I feel like people are making very informed decisions that they do not want to have babies, and I wonder can we blame the bloggers? That's so interesting. <laughs> I think. It should be like oh you're talking about Grace Bev and Zoella like it almost deserves it's like keep your pregnancy yeah. posts on a separate Instagram like oh, there's pregnant you and then there's you pregnant I um, know because oh god I would that to me that is oh I mean that's what social media is for isn't it? sharing I know. sharing what you want to share about your life um but I would be keeping that. I think Has like, that always been, you know. Well, this with the rise of the mummy bloggers, probably, but like, I think, um, I think that's it with anything. Like, obviously, we're focused on pregnancy just because I know a lot of influencers who are pregnant at the minute and they're sharing a lot of content um, about it. But like, with anything at the minute, obviously, with social media, we have like a heightened awareness of absolutely yeah, everything yeah. and like so much knowledge that like. But it's like almost in. That's why so I was like, much oversharing. Like I think this is just coming into my head now because I saw this today on you know like your discovery Insta page uh-huh. and it was ex Love Island contestant and it was some fertility thing, right? And it's like it's so contra- contradictory. I think to what we have been brought up, you know, to be like you know. That's your body. That's your cycle. That's your private thing. Uh-huh. And then now that's sort of been flipped on its head by women coming out saying like, and, and, and then me being probably on the side of cynical is like, you know, they're like hashtag ad, hashtag spawn. It's like, okay, yeah. just doing anything for, for yeah, a hashtag exactly. ad. Like, it's like, like why do you like you don't recommend them? picture of you with this uh-huh. little like, device that looks like pregnancy test. I don't even read what it was. Oh, but it was tracking your cycle. Tracking your cycle yeah, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, like, they can, things can go very wrong that way. Like, obviously, there's just not, it's not 100% effective. So them putting their name to it is kind of like, as in, like, you're back in a product that you would hope that people it's just like, use effectively. I don't know, like, is, is that, does that need to be on Instagram? Like, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other argument then as well is um, if there is no product, you're the product. So, like, that's the thing with, like, influencers. If they're not, like, if they're not pushing a product, they are the product. So that's what they're getting. They're getting paid for doing something. Yeah. One way or the other. So, like, it might not look like an ad, but, you know. There's something. Yeah. So it. it's wild, but. No, I would have. I would be a regular, as I've said before, lovely mute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every episode, we remind people that there is a mute fu- function, <laughs> function <laughs> um, on Instagram and, like, and to use it. But, and did you know, it uh, might be different on Apple, on the Discovery page, you can be like, see less posts like this. Yes. That's also something as well that I think is important for people who are on TikTok, i.e., me and all of the 14 year olds. Um, <laughs> because it's something I actually told my my friend who's a lot younger than me and she was telling me that all of her TikToks were coming up with like, oh, here's what I did to lose here's what I did to lose um, 14 pounds in two weeks or here's what blah blah she was telling me that she was getting a lot of this nonsense and I says, you know what you do, you long press it 
and you say, I'm not interested in this on TikTok, and it teaches the algorithm that, that you don't want to see that anymore. Because obviously that's not, and like, as I said, my the friend that I'm talking about is significantly a teenager. So I was like, I don't think that's really good content for you right now at your age. I don't think that's like what sure. you need to be, you know, looking at, yeah. you know. Um, just keep adopting every young person I meet and be like, <laughs> that sounds very toxic. Let me be your big sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think now it's it's almost like social media has like come on for being like, you, you know, you used to go and upload albums worth of pictures and mm-hmm. show, and then now it's come to where you're like toning that down, you're muting things. Very quickly as well, just as a throwback. It's so funny that they, they're now called, the kids are now calling that a photo dump. Oh, yeah. It's a photo dump. It's like, guys, we invented photo dumping. Photo dump, yeah. Because Instagram used to only let you put one pic up at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a photo. Oh, my God, that's so interesting. I know. And also uploading, like, hundreds of photos of one night out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you would go, We invented photo dumping. You were allowed, if you were allowed, you would go on the computer as soon as you came back from the night out and Uh say... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nightclub and all. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, it was wild. What a time for photo dumping. What a time, eh? So, Corey, what are you looking forward to next week? So, Rachel, I'm looking forward to watching Rare Beasts. So, this is a movie directed by Billy Piper. Um, I did read somewhere that it was her. Debut. Debut. I think it probably is as a director. Yeah. Um, but I just saw it a few times on social media or on the internet, and I was like, "Oh." And what's it about? About me. Um. So, in a nutshell, Mandy, a career-driven single mother, falls in love with a charming man named Pete. Um. But I've just seen a few people or. Or I've seen it on a few places that I would go to rec- go to for recommendations. So I'm like, oh. Um, what about you? What are you looking forward um, to? Well, I'm looking forward, well, apprehensively looking forward to, I'm reading that book by Jeannie Cummins. Oh, the famine one. The famine one. Um, if I could remember the name of it, guys, like because of the, the made up setup that we have here, <laughs> um, I can't use my phone I while I'm here. Um, thank you so much, Corey. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually reading like the outside that... boy. No, a ripping him. No, the crooked branch. The crooked branch. So I'm actually reading it at the moment anyway. Um, so started already, but we'll see what it brings and see see if we're loving it next week. Hopefully, we will be. Can't wait. Sounds good. Okay, guys, that's all from us this week. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you want to get in touch, we do have a Twitter. It's at whoyoulovinpod. Um, and you can let us know how you feel about everything we just said. And if you want, <laughs> and if you, want to, um, you know, suggest anything for us to talk about in the future, we would love to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.